Amon Onita You are not an auntie <laughs> You are an asshole Douglas Slim and Juanita The podcast So it's a big day This Monday mm-hmm, The mm-hmm. romantic holiday Yeah Which isn't, isn't actually a holiday lah. It's just a day that we <laughs> Celebrate Some of us It's the 14th of February In case you didn't know But because it falls on a Monday yeah. I think a lot of us Will be doing the dinners And the makan session With our loved ones uh, Probably over the weekend I'm guessing Well that's what right. I'm doing Anyway What, what are your plans? Uh, I'll take the wife out to a uh, just a casual makan session at one of our favorite Japanese restaurants. Uh, we'll go there, have makan makan, and then uh, maybe exchange gifts. Exchange gifts? Yeah. You still buy gifts for each other? That's so uh, sweet. I thought it was a it was a must. Well, okay. What happened was you must understand this story. Uh-huh. Uh, my wife and myself we've been going out since we were kids. Yeah. Well, like we were eighteen. Uh huh. And then you know uh, we got engaged and married later. The problem is when we were teenagers. I thought, oh, I think we need to buy present now because you know you have to show that uh, you love the girl. Yeah, right? yeah. So I will go and buy stuff, roses, ah, teddy bear, ah, this, so cute. you know, stuff like that. Uh, next thing you know, uh, we got engaged, uh, we got married, we've been together for over twenty years, and I'm stuck with this tradition. <laughs> But you still make an effort to do it every year. Well, yeah, we try lah, we try. I, although I'm not really good at buying gifts at all. Yeah, you've said that before. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? I just get the normal type of presents, uh, uh, uh-huh. flowers, uh, chocolates. I like to buy a lot of chocolates, right? Uh, because it's easy. Like, you just go to a chocolate shop; they bunkus <laughs> nicely for you. You That's know, there's a ribbon, the name there, heart, heart, heart. Yeah. Uh, there's something good there. The problem though yeah. is if your presents don't match. Like what? Like if you buy something small, uh-huh. and then the other person buys something quite big. There was one year uh-huh. I bought chocolate size. <laughs> 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 I bought chocolates. Yeah. But because that was the year I started running uh-huh. again, uh, I was going for my 5 km run, 10 km run. Yeah, my wife bought me running shoes, lah, Joe. Oh, and like same brand worn by those champion marathon runners. I don't know what she was thinking. I was doing <laughs> 10 kilometers, but that was not the worst though. That was one year. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gave her a non-stick pad. Oh no. Yeah, but she gave me a treatment. What treatment? Like a spa treatment? Silent treatment. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the 14th of February. Yes, which unfortunately falls on a Monday. So I yeah. think a lot of couples will be celebrating over the weekend. Now, what are you doing, Juanita, with the boyfriend? <laughs> over the weekend? Yeah. Uh, we're both working. Ooh, yo. <laughs> All the workaholics will be like, you're so romantic. They're working over the weekend. What's you wrong with you, man? I know. I mean, we, we spend time together almost every weekend. Okay. So I, I don't know. For some reason, this weekend, we just have work. What work, are you, what work are you doing? I'm emceeing a gym opening. Okay. Yeah, and I can't say no because they're sponsoring me. <laughs> <laughs> sponsoring you as in what? As in they are uh, giving me free personal training sessions oh. and I can go to the gym for free. Hey, um, tell them lah. You have a colleague, you know, <laughs> who's a bit uh, rounded, you know. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, uh, you you'll take someone scolding you and telling you, you know, you have to do this and do that. And well, I mean, okay, if I'm paying. Then yeah. no. So if I if I, if I'm paying for a personal trainer, they cannot say mean things to me. <laughs> but <laughs> but if it, it's for but free. Yeah, if they're paying. Oh really? Uh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This gym is really cool. It's called Anabolica Gym okay. in uh, Damansara Perdana. It's very cool because they do a personality test before they uh, construct the whole you know PT session right. for you. So it's personalized for you, lah. Yeah, exactly. So some people like to be scolded. Some people don't like to be scolded. They need to be praised. So according to that. 
according to what you like and what you don't like mm. they can they do the whole you know personal training session for you so this saturday people who come for the opening will have a little bit of a you know preview there'll be a lion dance of Oosh. course because oh, it's still you yeah, know yeah. cny yep. uh, people will get to do a test and then there are also prizes i think they're giving away a personal training session as well these things can be quite expensive one huh? yeah it is a few thousand bucks i think so it's open to the public i think after a certain time okay. if you're interested and you're listening to this PM to PR. I'll, I'll hook you up with Boy, some invites. <laughs> I am a little bit nervous though about Why? being in a room full of fit people. You know, this, <laughs> these fit people, uh, yeah. I don't know why they like to hang out in gyms. <laughs> right, you're already mean? fit. You go away, like you're done. <laughs> don't need the unfit people should be in the gyms trying to work out and get a nice body. You're nice body fillers. Get lost. You, you, you're, you're finished already. Just like you go shower, right? Yeah. After clean already, get out. La. Why are you hogging the bar? <laughs> Fly FM. Check this headline out. Court bans honking in Ottawa for 10 days. Your honking sounded like farting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but please clarify. Mm-hmm. This is honking by cars only, right? It's not honking by clowns or by geese. <laughs> Poor thing, the geese cannot communicate, cannot honk. <laughs> yes, Douglas. Cars and trucks. Okay. Okay. But this wasn't like where in some countries, you know, they just have too much traffic and they have to honk. Or like in uh, India, you know. Yeah, exactly. This was because there was an anti-vaccine convoy protest in the uh, downtown district in Ottawa. They honked so frequently that it was disturbing people from their sleep. Lah. There were complaints and, you know, you can't ban a protest, right? So what they did was ban the honking instead. <laughs> this happens in many countries. They yeah. technically cannot ban a protest if you're a democratic country. Correct. So they ban other things. Lah, right? <laughs> like, no, of course you can protest. We are a democratic country. We are not like, you know, Myanmar and all that. <laughs> uh, you can protest, but you cannot uh, gather here. Lah. Uh, this place cannot. <laughs> of course you can protest. We are a democratic country but you cannot march together lah uh, on this road because jalan, jalan tutup not my fault I don't know why the jalan tutup but you cannot uh, of course you can pro- please protest we are a democratic country but you all cannot wear the same yellow t-shirt lah uh, or red t-shirt or whatever lah uh, but you can protest yeah, this is serious though I didn't realise so many Canadians are anti-vaxxers so much so that it is shutting down the entire capital because they're setting up tents they're having barbecues Some building party or protest they're building fires by the road and all it's quite havoc actually I have a suggestion uh-huh. to these anti-vaxxing Canadians okay. if you want to protest you want to make all the noise you want to make right but yeah. you can't honk anymore here's a suggestion just buy up all our Malaysian second-hand cars because <laughs> our second-hand cars the engine noise itself is so loud no need to honk <laughs> Fly FM. So quite a few anti-vaxxers in Ottawa, Canada are protesting, but in the process, they're also disturbing the peace of people that live in the city centre. Yeah. She's not very nice, lah. I mean, I've been on the receiving end of this before. There were people protesting outside your house. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> what happened was, I lived in a condo for a bit and had a college kid like move into a unit down the hall. Oh, college kids are the worst, man. No, <laughs> no lah, they're okay. But they always had parties at night. That's what I'm saying, lah. <laughs> yeah, loud music friends were coming over and this was during quarantine okay still I didn't mind Uh, my friends and I party too so I don't want to be a prude right (laughs) but I feel like one night they really pushed it it was about 4 in the morning Mm. it must have been a dare or something because I heard loud muffled music you know the usual stuff and then the door opened and I heard giggling 
Cookies <laughs> Chop Stop. These are college kids or high school girls. Why are they giggling this way? <laughs> because that's why I think it was a dare. They were like excited about something. All right. Then I heard footsteps running down the hall. And my doorbell ring. They did not do that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I admit I have done this before. What? Yeah, just randomly ring doorbells. But not not late at night lah. Quite late lah, like What? midnight. But common sense lah, you do this at hotels, you know, not... No, no, <laughs> common sense is you don't do this at all. <laughs> so in my frustration, I thought, okay, I'm going to wait for them and give them a piece of my mind, right? <laughs> oh, nice, scolding. When they eventually left, like 15 minutes later, I opened the door mm. and I straight away said, what are y'all doing lah? But when I looked at them, they looked like such cool kids. I saw myself in them, you know. I couldn't, I couldn't scold them anymore. <laughs> I thought, oh man, I've turned into this really auntie person, scolding no, kids. Come on. on, Anita, you are not an auntie. <laughs> you are an asshole. <laughs> Fly. We're talking football updates. Yes, Juanita's favorite subject. I am trying very hard to sound <laughs> excited right now. Hey, some very interesting results just came in. You know, like this morning, uh, Liverpool beat Leicester two zero, so continuing their winning streak. Arsenal beat Wolves one zero, although they had a red card. Oh, yeah, you see, ten men beat eleven men, and then of course, uh, prior to this, <laughs> Manchester United draw with Burnley. Shame, shame. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, City continued their dominance with a very professional 2-0 win over Brentford. Mm-hmm. Uh, so over the weekend, we're going to see some exciting matches. Uh, Manchester United are going to play Southampton. City are going to play Crystal Palace. But okay. the most important team in the English Premier League, as we all know it, yeah. is Brighton and Hove Albion, uh, okay. of which I am the president of the Malaysian Supporters <laughs> Club. Of course. Of which I am the president of the Malaysian Supporters Club. How many people in your club now? Two people? <laughs> Excuse me. You and then you force your wife to join as well. <laughs> anyway, this very largely supported club called okay. Brighton of Albion, we're going to be playing Watford. Okay. So I think we've got a very good chance to win this. Watford sounds like a mole. Well, like a what? Like a what? Like a what? Like an actual mole on your face. Like Watford. What? <laughs> A Watford. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody likes them. So I have created a very inspiring chant uh-huh. which will inspire us to victory against Watford. Okay. Ready? Never. <laughs> Never mind. Who cares? <laughs> 29.30. Brighton and Hove Albion. We can be champions. Go, go forward. Kick aside Watford. Then we kick everyone. We can whack everyone. Da, da, da. Fly FM. With our COVID numbers so high, this was a little bit strange to see. Our federal territory minister says Ramadan bazaars will be allowed to operate in KL, Putrajaya and Labuan. Wow, so fast announcing for Ramadan already. Mm-hmm. Oh, does he have his own stall, is it? In, this, <laughs> in, the, in the bazaar, so he's doing some promotion. No lah, I think it's so vendors can apply for permits. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. No, because the last time, I think oh, last year, was it? Uh, yeah, when uh, suddenly they had to close the bazaar Ramadan, remember? Yeah. Because our numbers were going very high and the Delta variant was causing yeah. a lot of havoc. Correct. But 
prior to that, they had already allowed the Bazaar Ramadans to operate, mm-hmm. right? Then suddenly, like, okay, our numbers are not doing well. Uh, yeah. KL and all these places have been going to lockdown again. Yeah. And they uh, closed the Bazaar Ramadan. I got so many calls of uh, vendors yeah. saying, hey, we got too much stock, man, because we prepared for this. Oh, man. We were going to have all our inventory there to sell the people. Now suddenly closed, they were asking for help. Yeah. Whether I could you not know, push some of their products on my uh, Instagram and right. uh, on my Facebook. So I helped one uh, vendor. He gave me two baju Melayu. So sweet like him. Oh. He gave me two baju Melayu with matching songko. Oh, but the songko was too small for me. I don't think the songko was the problem. I think your head is just too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my brain is very large. <laughs> but I think at the time uh, when this happened, when they mm. closed the Ramadan bazaars, people were also not vaccinated. Yes, yes. Back, yeah. Uh, yeah. back, back then, uh, vaccination was that time was only for the healthcare professionals yeah. and the high risk group. Yeah. But have they said what the SOPs are for the Bazaar Ramadans this year? <laughs> you asked me, I asked who. What? <laughs> no, <laughs> la, the, the, article, <laughs> the article doesn't say. So yeah, we don't really know. I think standard SOP lah. You go in, make sure you have your mask on, make sure you, you know, scan, make yeah. sure you maintain social distancing. That's yeah. going to be the hard part because we don't usually do that at Ramadan bazaars. But I think Malaysians also, we've lived with this for so long, we know how to behave already lah. Just transfer the knowledge to the mm-hmm. bazaar Ramadan. Yeah. If we can behave during Chucho My AZ, I'm sure you can also behave while buying Chucho My Udang. <laughs> Fly FM. News just in Ramadan bazaars will be allowed to operate this year but we thought you know if LifeFab had a bazaar it will be a proper event where all the food will be rebranded with music themes <laughs> and it'll sound something like this Hey, Cik Ade nak makan kuih mari mari kita ada Charlie Pulos ha tak suka okay tak apa what about Jennifer Kuih Lopez ha <laughs> <laughs> you do quite a good Malay man accent. <laughs> yeah, from Shalang, wow, everything. Very good. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, let's make some porridge. Uh, I got the porridge, porridge here. Uh, Justin Bubo. Uh, this porridge is yummy, 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 yummy. <laughs> or, or it'll be like this. Huh? You like fried stuff? Okay. Kita ada ikan curly klaxon. Oh, eh, Mina ni, you hot stuff kan? Eh, nak pedas? Meh, meh ada chili eyelash kat sini. Okay, sorry. Uh, this is a Bazaar Ramadan. <laughs> Can we behave politely? Oh, sorry, sorry. Bazaar Ramadan. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay, sweet stuff. Eh? Manisan, manisan. Uh, today we have Lady Agaga. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you want curry? Yeah, curry uh, for the old people. Uh-huh. We have Mariah curry. Uh, <laughs> for the younger, more hardcore people, we have curry free. Ada lagu tak, Miss? Lagu curry free. Ada. Uh, from the top, make it drop. It's a pedas curry. <laughs> Fly FM. So one of the most backward statements I've heard this week, according to Public Health Malaysia, husbands get stressed if their wives earn more. Wow, wives are plural. <laughs> no, oh, no, like the individual wives are right. Yes. Yeah, because you know what? For me, uh, more than one wife, so I stress really, regardless <laughs> of like income, you know. <laughs> so this post straight up said this: that men are more stressed if their wives make more than them. <sighs> I don't get why this is often the conversation when it really should be about partners supporting each other. I mean, I've been taught this all my life, right? When it comes to husband and wife, you're a team. Okay, yeah, correct. Yeah, and you need to see like, what the other person needs, whether you're a husband, whether you're a wife, what do you f- need at the end of the day to feel needed, to feel important. Right? Uh. Yeah, so it's really about that, not about competition at all. We're very passionate about this one. Huh? Yeah, and because this one is a bit, 
it's, it's like out of this world, man. It had questionable examples. This post, um, mm. trying to explain it to people by writing it out like a math formula. In one picture, it said pendapatan suami three thousand. Okay. Plus pendapatan istri two thousand mm. equals suami kurang stress. Someone with an emoji thumbs up emoji <laughs> next to it. Okay. And then another picture, it says pendapatan suami three thousand. Okay. Pendapatan istri ten thousand equals suami sangat stress with a red X next to it. Like as if one scenario is right and the other one is wrong. No, okay, but these are just facts and figures they are quoting from a research paper, right? I mean, they are what they are. Unfortunately, facts and figures don't care about your feelings or opinions. Yeah, see, that would be right if it was actually true. The problem is, though, is that they didn't even read the whole paper properly or they didn't cite it properly because the conclusion of this study clearly says that there was no link between the wife's relative income and husband's psychological distress among couples where wives out-earn husbands at the beginning of their marriage. So it looks like they just cherry-picked the facts. Or maybe the data was not about Malaysian men. Because I know of this one example, right? Yeah. Malaysian guy yeah. uh, earning quite well. Yeah. But the wife uh, can buy like Birkin handbags <laughs> and pink diamonds. So obviously the wife is earning much more than him. But look at the fellow. Not stressed also. Very cool there running his cup chai. Okay anyway. <laughs> Whatever like you, Douglas. Fly. In preparation for the 14th of February, we thought we'll do something fun, you know, interview iconic couples. Yeah. In something we'd like to call Cupid. Catch up. Cupid catch up chats. We have Ken and Barbie in the studio oh, with us sh- today. So tell us, lah, how did you two actually get to know each other? <laughs> what a great question. Well, I have to admit, it was love at first sight. The first thing I noticed was his perfectly sculpted abs. Oh, Barbie, you always say that. Yeah, they're literally sculpted. Like, and as for me, I love that Barbie's so great with kids, you know. We both work with children and that really brought us together. It was like... Like we were made from the same mold. We're alike in so many awesome ways. Like she and I both love getting dolled up, don't we, Barbie? <laughs> yeah, we accessorize. We're both so into fashion. And we're both models. So we get to do the same stuff like a lot, a lot. That's right. Before he met me, Ken would just come in a box all by himself. But now we come together as a pair. That is so cute lah. So any advice you can give to couples out there, you know, ahead of February the 14th? Uh, yeah, I've got a few. Like the first one is, never toy with your partner's feelings, alright? And try to be flexible. Follow your heart no matter what the manufacturer's instructions say. Yeah, and not all relationships need to be match made in heaven. Like we're totally happy and we're made in China. Thank you so much much for your time you two this has been cupid catch up cupid catch up chats fly fm four travelers in china ate 30 kilograms of oranges just so they could avoid paying excess baggage fees 30 kilograms <laughs> of oranges <laughs> mm-hmm. lucky they weren't bringing durians isn't it <laughs> <laughs> but i really low-key feel bad for them lah. there were four colleagues going back from business trip mm-hmm. they bought some oranges uh, that were on sale but then they were told that they had excess luggage weight and the fee was a bit too high for them how much was it I think just over 200 ringgit. 
So they thought, you know, why not eat the excess luggage weight? They finished it in like 20 minutes. All four of them had ulcers by the end and they vowed never to eat oranges ever again. Not only did they have to eat like over what, 200 oranges, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. They had to eat it super fast as well because they had a flight to catch, exactly. right? Where, where are they from? China. Asian from Penang. Because this is typical Penangite behaviour. <laughs> I feel like I want to scold you in a Hokkien word, like all bad words. Penang never kacau you, you simply... I'm not kacauing Penang, okay? This is true. They are known to be very careful with their money and they are proud of it. I, I did... No, seriously, I did a show once for this Penang company. It was a huge company, right? Uh-huh. I'm telling jokes like I went there and I started off with like, oh, your company is doing so well, you made so much money, but you still can ask me for a discount. Huh? And they laughed and they cheered and they're like, Penang ba! Penang ba! Ha, 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 ha. They are proud of this. No, I'm telling you, Juanita. <laughs> I'm not stereotyping. I dare you. Open uh-huh. the phone lines now. Okay. I'm guarantee you Penang fellas will call in and say they agree with me <laughs> provided they don't have to pay for the phone call la. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you were telling me your wife had a lucky escape with excess baggage earlier why are you simply calling me excess baggage <laughs> Fly FM talking about excess baggage four guys in China had to eat 30 kilograms of oranges in 20 minutes <laughs> just so they wouldn't have to pay the excess baggage fee so kasihan you were saying your wife had a lucky escape Similar situation Excess yes. baggage This was a long time ago la, When yeah. she was just finished Studying in Cambridge yeah. So uh, back then My wife Memang is a small person Very very small size yeah. And back then Even smaller and skinnier la, right. right So many years ago So she had just finished Studying uh, in Cambridge Three years there mm-hmm. So you can imagine How much luggage you have To bring back to Malaysia Yeah Students uh, overseas They have a bigger allocation Usually I think The luggage is 23 kilograms But for students They understand yeah. So they give you 30 kilograms la, Okay A uh, bit more lah For yeah. your for your maximum luggage weight. Okay. After packing up all her stuff, you know, being there for three years. Yeah. 45 kilograms. Oh, the luggage was 45 kilograms. 45 kilograms. So uh-huh. she goes, oh my goodness. She calculated the excess uh, luggage fee was going to be around 200 pounds. Oh, And man. And back then, that would be about, what, times eight. 1,600 ringgit That's terrible So she was like Okay what do I do Okay maybe I'll go to the airport And then just Play the innocent Like small girl <laughs> like, oh, You didn't realise I kept so many You know England Is such a wonderful place I want to bring All my memories Back to Malaysia You know we used to be A colony of it <laughs> Or something like that right? Typical Malaysian Trying to negotiate right? <laughs> so, so she arrives At the airport Yeah And immediately something happens that changes her mind uh-huh. because in front of her was this huge fella, <laughs> like a big white guy right. <laughs> with luggage also 30 kilograms. So right. in your head it's like, how can this fella weighs about a hundred kilograms like minimum? Yeah. Why does he get the same luggage uh, allocation as me? Uh-huh. So after the fella left, she went to the counter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nice uh, man at the airport counter there, oh, please weigh your bag. Oh, young lady, this is 45 kilograms. It's way too heavy. <laughs> Natasha, just now the fella you never seen. Oh. <laughs> Just now the guy so heavy How come we have so the same smart. allocation She's like fighting with him right yeah. Eventually the, the man was like Alright Step on the scale She asked my wife to step on the scale <laughs> like why is it Look you look very small Uh-huh. You step on the scale If you are under the 30 kilograms weight you know, I'll let it pass She stepped on the scale My wife at the time 31 kilograms oh, Wonderful So the girl said Alright young lady you know, I'm, I'm breaking some rules here But don't <laughs> tell anyone Okay For you I'm going to swap So I'll pretend that you are the luggage yeah. And that your 45 kilogram luggage Is the passenger <laughs> Amazing Wait if it swapped Did your wife have to sit in cargo And the luggage got the seat? <laughs> That would have been damn funny I would love to see her coming out From the baggage carousel You know <laughs> Go around Going round and round with the fragile sticker on the forehead. <laughs>
Fly FM. With borders opening up again and people traveling again, we're talking about how painful paying for excess luggage weight can be <laughs> sometimes. Douglas's wife had a lucky escape with this once, where the airport guy helped her sneak in her overweight bag because she was so light. Yeah, because she fit the luggage allocated weight, uh-huh. but her bag didn't, so they swapped. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Can you relate? Have you ever broken a rule to help someone? Mukriz? When I was eight, I yeah. was shifted to my uh, nenek's kampung in Perlis because okay. I was so good in Subangaya. <laughs> <laughs> I was so nice uh, And then I was shifted there And then eventually After a week My mom followed me there And my dad also Okay mm-hmm. uh, My dad opened up Another office in Perlis And then The story goes like this There's not many schools there And then It's just that I came from From Subang And then went to Perlis You know Like like a kampong And then Yeah uh, my, my Okay money for You know for Breakfast right, in school right Yeah Give me five ringgit or ten ringgit. Uh, what happened was is I saw all the kids in the school. Whenever they go to the canteen, they only bring like twenty cents, thirty oh, cents, yeah. yeah, to buy food and everything. What I did was it was uh, petty theft, lah. I mean, I mean, it's like I stole my dad's money. Uh, you know, every morning just to stand on the hallway and ask them to line up, and then I'll be like, uh, okay, now you take this one ringgit. Every each of them, I give them one ringgit. Oh, oh you oh, you stole your parents' money to blunder the kids yeah, yeah. Oh, you, were, you were Robin Hood bro Robin Hood I still remember that story until now because I, I told my wife that uh, you know what I did this is I, I felt guilty and then eventually I told my mom about it and then my mom said it's okay I knew Uh, oh, sure, sure. Mothers, mothers always know man. But it's okay yeah, So the yeah. car is a good thing man Yeah but the thing is I did it everyday man I did <laughs> I, I mean like uh, I stole my dad's uh, Hundo you know I took a hundred buck And then I pecah that money And then I, I You know at that time We got that one ringgit shilling right Yeah So yeah So I give every each of the kids One ringgit And then until one day The headmaster Found out about that And then uh, I was scolded and I was penalized by that lah because oh, you are a wow. discipline case in Subang. Go to Perlis, still discipline case. No? <laughs> <laughs> But his heart, his heart was ha, good. Hati bagus dah you. Thanks for calling, Mukris. Fly F M. We do this every Friday where we go through all the news that we've uh, come across this mm. week where we find champions. And we're not talking about actual champions. Yes, yeah? uh, the term here is used very sarcastically, penuh dengan sindiran, because these are people who have done some questionable stuff. Lah. Yes, indeedy. All right, here we go. Number three. Florida man in Sonic the Hedgehog mask tries to rob a bank. Why, why choose such a dumb mask? And hedgehogs don't rob banks. They don't need to. They have hedge funds. Okay, anyway, Sonic robber, you got apprehended, so I guess it's game over. Champion, champion, champion. champion. Number two. An 80-year-old nun was jailed after stealing $800,000 to fund her gambling habit. Nuns aren't supposed to do things like that. No, yeah. people aren't supposed to do this. You go to church, you know, you give some money, you pray to God. You're not supposed to take the money and then pray for a jackpot. <laughs> so all I can say is, sister, you really need to change your bad habit and maybe get into some prison clothes. <laughs> champion, champion, champion. Number one. Time for some local news. A customer destroys restaurant property after being told to wear a face mask and gets beaten up. 
Yeah, I don't understand this. Surely covering up your face is much easier than smashing up a place. <laughs> Correct or not? Like usually I don't condone violence. Yeah. But I think even the restaurant people were happy that this fellow can tapau nicely. Oh. Like champion, 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 champion. Now remember, ah, we didn't put you on this list. You put yourself on this list. Bye. This is the Douglas Slim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly. FM.